One of the most shocking moments in recent history happened last weekend at the Royal Rumble. I'm not talking about the first woman to win from the number one spot. And I'm not even talking about Cody Rhodes returning to win the men's Royal Rumble. What a night it was. We're going to analyze all of it. The fallout right now on this edition of Five Bomb Wrestling Podcast. The bomb drops now. What's up, all of you friendly, nice, amazing people? Oh, hi, everyone. We love you so much. You this is the best. This is TSF. Was is it Grillo? Hunter Knott. Oh, my God. And you're listening to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome to episode five of season four of Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. With me, as always, is the young buck, Andy York. And Andy, whoo, that's all I can say. <laughs> We are officially on the road to WrestleMania. Man, and it's a bumpy road to begin with, it's, man. Uh, wow. Wow. It's the most uncertain road we've had in a while. It is. And I love it. It is. <laughs> I love it. It definitely is. Um, my goodness. It's great. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get to the fallout from the Royal Rumble. Before we do, check out the screen below. Follow us on social media at PBW Podcast. Andy's social is there. Mine is there. Check that out. That's going to be there for you the whole show. Best way to support the show is Pro Wrestling Tees. New PBWF shirt. Go buy it. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash PBW Podcast. And of course, WrestleBuddy, our brand new partners. If you like old school, I'm going to be dropping some old school flavor on there. Andy is dropping some great stuff, some countdowns and stuff as well. Um, new articles coming this week, maybe? Possibly. I think mine's good. I think I've got one coming this week. We will see. Uh, we did articles about the Royal Rumble last week, so go check that out. A lot of fun over at WrestleBuddy. Make sure you're checking us out there. All right, let's go old school, Andy. I mentioned it a minute ago. Uh, what have we got on tap this week for Old School 101? So for this week, um, we're talking about the the departure that WWE had from OVW, mm. um, <clears throat> which we'll talk about the departure, but the main thing we're really going to talk about is possibly the greatest class of, of professional wrestlers ever. Without a doubt. Um, I mean, you can see right there, four generational superstars, four first, first ballot, ballot Hall of Famers, Fame. four multiple world champions, yep. um, you know, <clears throat> four of the greatest of all time. I think we can we can put no doubt about that in, in there while also you know a little guy named shelton benjamin who is still wrestling and still really good at the same time yep uh so five of the greatest classes five the greatest class of all time with five yep. mega stars coming out of it for sure just talk about you know we could talk about the impact obw had um and then talk about also you know <laughs> the career that these four gentlemen for had. sure absolutely yeah so later on this week is the anniversary in 2008 is when wwe officially cut ties with ovw yep. they ran i think from like 99 to 08 yep. as the official developmental of wwe of course backstory wwe was using other territories as their developmental uh they used ecw which mm -hmm. you know developmental whatever um <laughs> use the ecw as developmental uswa the memphis territory was their developmental for a while so guys like the rock kurt angle those guys had their first matches in memphis yeah a lot of people don't know that so that's what was used there but in 99 ovw came on board 
And then just a couple of years later in 2002, all four of these guys debuted yep. and had, I mean, we just said it for those of you who can't tell who these people are. I don't know why you can't John Cena, Randy Orton, Dave Batista, and Brock Lesnar. Those are household names for yep. all of eternity yep. in the world of wrestling. No flash in the pan. No, no, nothing. These guys are it. And what's crazy is, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Brock's the only one that had immediate success. Like walked in yes. day one. Vince saw Absolutely. future world champion. Uh, he was <clears throat> he walked in. I think the night after WrestleMania 18. Yep, and he was world champion by SummerSlam, which is ridiculously yep. quick. And then you look at guys like Cena, who was threatened to be fired at one point. Yep, Batista, who he was a deacon. He for was a, a deacon for a while. Yep. Randy Orton, who was just we know his story. Yeah, all over the place. Yep, and then you know. Two dudes get put in, in evolution, and yep. all of a sudden, from that point on, it, it obviously, if you haven't heard the backstory of Dave Batista talking about how he was almost replaced in evolution because of his injury and like how hard he worked to get back, yep. <clears throat> without evolution, those two dudes' careers may not be the same. I'm not going to say they're not the same, right. may not be the same. And then you look at Cena, who <laughs> went from being a guy that almost got fired to bringing his rap gimmick out and being one of the best heels in that in that era to yep. then becoming not just the face of the company, but like the greatest make-a-wish guy of all time, community outreach guy, and then two dudes become two of the biggest actors in Hollywood yep. at the same time. So like, it's ridiculous the star power that's in this one picture. Yeah. Uh, so this one picture, again, Andy alluded to it. This is not all that OVW produced. No. OVW produced The Miz, Kofi Kingston, Beth Phoenix. You mentioned Shelton Benjamin. Um, you've got Victoria, yep. who came out of this class too, I that not so. a lot of people know about. So, so many people came through OVW. Yeah. It really was a fantastic proving ground for WWE to really hone in, not only create stars, but send stars down who are rehabbing injuries. Right. Big Show went down to lose a lot of weight. Yeah. Henry's another example. So, it was NXT before NXT. So, you can see if you read about OVW and you see these guys, this is what NXT was based on right yep. here. Yeah, and I think what's crazy is this model, though, was no-name guys coming in. I mean, obviously yes. Brock Lesnar, but Brock at this point, Brock Lesnar was not Brock Lesnar. Right. He hadn't gone to UFC. He, he, he failed in football and came and joined WWE. So, right. like, those four guys, not that there were nobodies coming into it, but, like, they weren't. I mean, Randy Orton's a, a third-generational superstar, so that's, sure. that's his own thing. But then you look at, like, about 2008 when they when they dropped and i think the next one that they picked up was fcw mm -hmm. yep fcw right. was not no name guys coming in fcw right. was independent wrestlers like tyler black aka seth rollins john moxley aka dean ambrose bray wyatt bray wyatt coming in Corey you had Corey graves you had um i mean it turned into nxt which brought in johnny gargano tommaso champa adam cole like independent yep. independent kevin steen yep. El Generico, who we're really going to talk about here in a minute. Yep. So, like, they could see the writing on the wall, I think, in a lot of ways of, like, this model is great. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work forever. And that that's that's amazing to do that. Plus, I also love that OVW is still a thing. Yes. Owned by uh, Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio. Shout, Shout out. out. Matt Jones. Right. And their shows are amazing. So, yes. you can go check them out if you can. Yeah, they really are. Every Thursday in Louisville? I think it's in Louisville. Okay. I know that they were originally based in Louisville. Yeah, I think, I think still they're, in Louisville. they're still working there. Um, 
I don't know about Batista, but I know that all three of these guys, we've talked about independent wrestlers, all three, Orton, Cena, and Brock, had wrestling backgrounds coming into OVW. Right. So they weren't totally green. Right. I think Brock was the most green of, no, Orton was the most green of all because he had never wrestled at all. Yeah. And he gets in there and he throws a drop kick and they're like, oh my gosh. He's natural. Like, of course, he's a third generation wrestler. Right. But Brock wrestled at the University of Minnesota, was a national champion. So he had the amateur background. Yep. Cena was a bodybuilder that and had he, the power. Right. And he also wrestled independently out in California. Yeah. Because you can look up on YouTube videos of him and Samoa Joe yeah. training together in like yeah. 2000 or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know? Which so, is a shame we never got that match one on one when they were both in WWE. It's, it's insane. It really is. So, this week coming up is the anniversary of when WWE officially cut ties with OVW. Yeah. It led to bigger and better things. Yeah. So, on one hand, we're glad that they did. Mm hmm. But on the other hand, you look back on it so fondly because we can list, you know, the Kofi Kingston's and the Shelton Benjamins and the Miz's and all that. And th those are great. These four guys yeah. right here. Yeah. Literally, how many WrestleMania main events are in this picture right here? How many world titles are in this picture right here? Like this, this is wrestling right here. Yeah. You could argue that this is the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Like you can make that argument. This is the like. Uh, ruthless aggression era. Like, right here. This is this is it. This is it. I mean, you can obviously you throw an edge, you throw in a couple other guys, but yep. like these are the staples of of that generation. Sure. And I think that's crazy. Is like you can look. I think you can look at every territory WWE's been in, or like they're they're developmental, and you see they always have like four standout, like a couple of standouts from each each era. Because you have these. Right. You mentioned earlier, like The Rock. Uh, Kurt Angle, a couple others. Mm -hmm. You look at now, you've got Roman Reigns, who obviously he wasn't in NXT for very long, but like that's where he, FCW is where he cut his teeth. Yep. Uh, Seth Rollins, who's there now, even even though he's in AEW, John Moxley, like yep. that that was a big part of his. So like you can see the class. I don't know if we're ever gonna have though four megastars like like you have here. I mean, you can argue that the class of FCW, like just for the sake of argument, you have the Shield and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that you could argue that that is a class of FCW turned NXT. Yeah, that's who that is. Yeah, uh, obviously you can't discount Sammy and Kevin, right? Because they were probably part of that as well. I you think they were the back end of FCW going into right. NXT. But if you're putting classes together, Roman, Seth, Mox, Bray, that's fantastic. Maybe in ten years we'll look yep. back on them and say, "Oh my goodness," because Roman's in an incredible run right, <laughs> right. Now. anyway. Right, but like. This is unheard of. I think you can kind of look at it of like they all four in a weird way kind of embody what these four sure. are. Because like you've got Cena who would be like the Roman Reigns of this class of like the 16-time world champion. Yep. If he's not holding a championship, it, it feels kind of weird that he's, he's not involved. Yep. You've got, I would say Seth Rollins is a lot like Randy Orton yep. and like the hothead. Yep. He has a lot of conflict sometimes backstage, but also like he goes out in the ring and just remi reminds everybody like, oh yeah, I'm really good at this wrestling thing. Yep. I think Bray and Dave are a lot of like, and like they're not always remembered for their wrestling, but like Batista is a part of one of the greatest stories of all time with Triple H. Yep. 
Barry Wyatt does a lot of great storytelling. And then you've got Moxley and Lesnar who are just the unpredictable. Yeah. You know, you never know what you're going to get with each guy. No kidding. Especially at the Royal Rumble when Brock Lesnar apparently had these unplanned everything. <laughs> apparently thing. after he got eliminated, everything apparently just went off the rails. They, they said they knew there was a planned freak out. They know what? And then the reports also backstage, like people were also like, it's Brock Lesnar. You never know what these are going to be. I personally, I loved it. Like, oh, it's great! Spiking the cha- spiking the steel steps into the announce table, almost hitting Bobby with the the hood of the announce table was amazing. I think the one that got him in trouble was the uh, the referee spot. Yeah, into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that was funny still. <laughs> it was hilarious. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, um, we're gonna cover it. Let's uh, we're gonna sprinkle in our recap of our pro wrestling scorecards throughout this. Um, Follow us on social media again at PBW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. gives you my live reaction, the reaction in my household uh-huh. to this. Chair the shot, chair heard, shot around the world. heard around the Part world. Two. Yes. <laughs> there was somebody in our house, I'm not going to name his name, mm-hmm. who shot a video yep. of my reaction yep. to this chair shot. And you can hear. Katie in the background. You can hear you in the background. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. So it's on our TikTok. Go check it out. Yeah. Man, I, this is not what baffles me. I will say that I was wrong. I've said all along, I said this on our post show with Tom, which by the way, if you guys haven't checked out our post show with Tom and Sportswire, go to their Facebook page. That video is still up. Go check that out. That's our absolute immediate reactions. Mm-hmm. But I said on that show, that this was going to come out of nowhere. Yep. And it did not. It was a segment and it built and it built and it built and it built. And finally the walls came down. Yeah. I said it was just going to be a snap of a finger thing, but excuse me, what I did not expect and what still has me baffled. Jay Uso. Yeah. I've got theories about Jay. Let's go. Let's get into theories about Jay. Well, I will say this. I think what we've been talking about, and I think we both have had, sort of different not differing opinions but we both had different outlooks on how this turn was going to happen because <clears throat> i think for a while we both thought it's just going to be the bloodline turning on sammy that's all that's going to happen and then towards the end i was i was kind of like man i kind of want sammy just to not be the dumb baby face here and realize what's going on and turn mm-hmm. on the bloodline which mm-hmm. sort of is what happened mm-hmm. right um <sighs> this is <laughs> I haven't watched all of prof- I have not watched all of professional wrestling from all of history. Sure. That going out there. Easily the best story of the modern era. Easily the best story of 2010 to beyond. Possibly the greatest story in WWE history being told right here. Yeah. And it's all because of Jey Uso, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Yep. Those three dudes are on different levels right now. Yeah, they are. And the thing I love the most about this is Yes, this is a story that's been going on for six months or so. Eight. Eight months with Sami Zayn. Technically, this whole storyline's been going on since the pandemic era. Thunderdome. When Roman Reigns came back. Like, I honestly, I think the best feud so far, the best feud of Roman Reigns' run so far has been with Jey Uso. Yeah, I agree. Like it was it was masterful TV and made the pandemic era worth watching. Like all of that. So now that we're full circle of like, is Jay in the bloodline? Is he not? Obviously, he posted these cryptic Instagram posts saying, let's run it back, whatever. Here's my theory. 
And here's what I think is going to happen. And I was thinking this before Brian Alvarez said it, but I think he's completely right. I think for this to work and have Cody still face Roman, you need and, and have the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens go at it. You need to take the heat off of Roman and put it on Jay. Yeah. And the way to do that is you have this match at Elimination Chamber and you have Jay Uso cost Sami Zayn yeah. his shot at Roman Reigns. And then all of a sudden, all the heat goes from Roman to Jay. You have the Usos beating down on Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens, who hasn't been on TV since this moment, hopefully, his music hits, yep. makes the save. They embrace the middle of the ring. Now we're heading to WrestleMania with that tag match and also with Cody Rhodes. Because I think the Rumble proves people are still behind Cody. They are. Like, yep. And Raw, people are still behind Cody. They're yep. fully behind Cody. So I think you can still tell this story and not have Cody be hurt from it. Yep. But also get the payoff that Sami Zayn absolutely deserves to have in this story. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Roman should work both nights. I saw some report that said that they thought Sammy should work both nights as well. I saw so that. like I you would okay get that. Roman Sammy night one and then Sammy KO versus the Usos night two. I don't know how I feel about that. But I you you said that you and I have been opposed, not necessarily opposed, but seeing things play out differently. Play out differently. Yeah. I've never been opposed, never straight up been opposed to Sami Zayn wrestling Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah. I just didn't think it was the best decision. Yeah. In watching this, I don't know that I'm totally convinced, but I'm like, how do you not pay this off at WrestleMania? Yeah. yeah. How do you, unless as we're getting the reports of, you pay it off in Sami's hometown. Yeah. Like, I think that is the only, only alternative solution to not paying this off at WrestleMania. Yeah. Because this story is, like you said, it's three years in the making, but it has so many layers. Yeah. After the Rumble and being baffled by what Jay Uso did and thinking about it, it's like it makes so much sense because Jay was the first victim. Yeah. So Jay relates to Sammy. I think you're I think you're spot on with Jay costing Sammy yeah. at Chamber. But I don't think it's going to be just this out of the blue thing. I think it's going to take a minute. Probably. I think it may be a thing where Jay is wrestling with the idea. He's, you know, the next couple of weeks are going to be crucial. We'll see what happens. Yep. And maybe Roman gives Jay a final test. Yep. And that comes at chamber. And then Jay has to make his decision. And then he jumps Sammy. You yeah. Know? I think, and I think that's, uh, that's, I think that's probably very likely going to happen. Um, I just, I love, I love all the little details that go into this story. By the way, speaking of those little details, I'll let you get back to your point. I was texting with my buddy who I told you guys on the show was going to be at the rumble. And I was texting with him during this yep. moment and he felt like it was overbooked. He felt like there was just a lot that he missed obviously because he was in the building right he went back and watched us the next day and he was he texted me just like how floored he was yeah. how good this really was yeah so the presentation in the building might not like the reaction when sammy hit roman was, was massive insane massive but everything leading up to it didn't mean as much yeah as what we got to see yeah and then, i mean obviously you heard what they were chanting at roman too sure how like at the end of the night which Last time they chanted that was for a completely different reason. Absolutely. Like, that, so the, the fact that we're at this point in Roman's career is amazing that we're, yep. we've made it this far. Um, I will say this. The thing I love about this and the little details that go into this 
the reason I think why Jay is siding with Sammy for the moment is because he knows how Sammy feels. Yes. To be manipulated by Roman. Yes. To be led down this path. I mean, if you look, if you look at the dynamic of the of the bloodline, you've got Roman Reigns, who is the head of the table, the tribal chief. You've got Paul Heyman, who is the quintessential sidekick, mouthpiece, yep. whatever. You've got Jimmy Uso, who is like the yes man, that's going to do whatever Roman asks. Which is really interesting from the way that he came back in the Thunderdome because yeah. he was the one that was wishy-washy, yeah. but now he's like... Fully on board, yes absolutely. man. You've got Solo, who is just wanting to kill somebody absolutely. 24-7, which yep. I love. And you've got Jay, who's the hothead, who this would mess with the most. But if you notice, as soon as Jimmy super kicks uh, Sammy, he looks at Jay and says, this is your brother? No, I'm your brother. It's like there's jealousy from Jimmy towards Sammy and, Z- and Jay, just like there was jealousy towards Jay- from Jay towards Sammy and Jimmy. So like it's, yep. it's full circle. It's soap opera drama, and it's absolutely amazing. So here's another alternative we can get from this. Number one. I would really, it doesn't have to be at Mania. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be at Chamber. But I want to see a SmackDown main event at some point between Roman and Jay one more time. Oh, absolutely. I, I need to see that. Yeah. I, I also think we are living in a world. Yeah. I know it's Usos versus Kevin and Sammy. I, that seems to be where we're headed. Yeah. But if we could get Jimmy and Jay one on one, yeah. I would, I would love that. It may happen at the chamber. I don't know how you pull off how you rope Sammy back in with all that. Right. But I need to see Jimmy versus Jay. Yeah. If I, there's any time, these guys have never been split up in the history of them being a WWE. They've right. never been apart. It's like Jeff and Matt Hardy. Yeah. We need to see this match at least once. Yeah. Put them back together after that. That's yeah. fine. And what's crazy is like three, four months ago, if we'd have talked about this, we'd have oh. said Jay is the heel, Jimmy's the face in the situation. Flipped Not it. now. It's Jay would be the the Jay chants were huge in the arena when he was kind of conflicted on whether he's going to go after Sammy or not. Jay could easily be <laughs> right up there where Sammy is one of the was one of the best biggest baby faces. I think it's easily, and I love Bray Wyatt and I love Cody Rhodes. Sammy Zayn is the number one baby face in the company right now. Right now, yes, easily mm-hmm. by far. Yep. The I mean, if they they drop the the merch sales. And the top four merch sales are Cody Rhodes, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, and Sami Zayn. Yep. Which is and I think crazy. It, I think it's in the order. I think. I think I, correct goes, me if I'm I think wrong. It goes Cody, Bray, Sami, Roman. I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was Roman, Sami, Bray, Cody. Like Roman's one, right? Sami's two, right? Bray's three, Cody's yes, four. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Strap in, buckle your seatbelts, folks. This is gonna be a long episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to tell you right now. The rabbit hole that I'm about to send us down <laughs> is something Jared. that you're not ready for. Thank you, Jared. Um, so we talk all the time yeah. about what makes a great tag team. Mm-hmm. And last year, we saw a new wrinkle to FTR over on AEW. Uh-huh. Dax Harwood having some incredible, incredible matches. And we saw Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. And incredible matches with Roman Reigns, main event Jey Uso, for a lot of 2020. And now you've got this. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of Jimmy by himself, although he did wrestle a ladder match at the pandemic Which WrestleMania. 
with a torn ACL. Yeah, which was amazing too. Insane. Yeah. Does this this storyline right here mm-hmm. solidify the Usos? It's the greatest tag team of all time. That's. I think they may be. I think you could say the greatest WWE tag team of all time. Who would you put ahead of them? Oh man! You put an LOD ahead of them, Road Warriors. Maybe, maybe. I honestly, I I still think FTRs in the conversation. Sure, they are. Um, I agree with that. Because the thing is, like, yes, I'm not discrediting the Us- the Usos put on amazing matches all the time too, but like this past year kind of proved FTR was on a different level when it came to in-ring stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the storytelling in this, like the thing about this story is everyone involved is elevated. Yep. Like Roman it benefits everybody. Roman was already elevated to an extent, but he, he's even more so elevated. Now the Usos were already in the conversation of one of the greatest tag teams of all time that they get elevated. Solo comes in as a no name from NXT and becomes Maybe the biggest threat on both rosters. Let me tell you what I think about Solo is I think once this thing is kind of said and done, I'm not saying the bloodline is going to break up, right? Which obviously, there are cracks in the armor, right? But I think when Roman loses his title and he sort of becomes even more part time than he is right now, yeah, I think Solo's on Brock Lesnar level, yeah. Like, yeah. I think Solo could be that dominant, yeah, of a guy on the roster, like you said, most feared on either brand, yeah. That's how big he could be. And then you've got Sami Zayn, who at WrestleMania last year wrestled Johnny Knoxville in a match that we both were dreading. Turned out to be a a really fun match. Should not, had no business being as good as it was. But now we're talking about him possibly main eventing to win the WWE, like the WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight World whatever championship that they call it now. Of the galaxy. Yeah. And then you've got Kevin Owens, who has always been... He's always been at the cusp. Yep. He's always been there. This has pushed him up even more. Can we talk about not to this whole storyline is fantastic. And you just mentioned Kevin Owens. I feel like we haven't talked about him enough in yeah. this conversation. Let's not take away from the match that oh, happened between Roman and yeah, Kevin. It was great. Incredible match. You know, you're you're gonna remember the ending, obviously, for what it was, because it right. was a monumental moment. But that match was insane. I've never seen anybody take a steel step spot twice like kevin owens took back to back that was insane yeah i one thing i was kind of worried about coming into this and i think it could have easily happened is kevin owens kind of gets buried not buried but he gets lost in the shuffle in this story because obviously the focus is on roman sammy and jay sure and so my my concern was yes kevin has the match but nobody's going to really care about the Kevin spot. He kicked out of two spears. Yep. Like they made, they made sure Kevin looked strong yep. in this. Sure did. Um, Even when he got tied up and got beat up, like it, that makes it seem more of a threat yep. than ever before. So, um, which I think it's always funny that every time Roman and Kevin fight at the rumble, there's handcuffs involved, Um, <laughs> which is crazy every single time. Y'all. Yeah. But this, I mean, I'm happy he's getting his moment and I'm happy him and Sammy are finally getting their moment. I love that they're getting their moment together Yep, because they deserve to get it together. Sure. Sure. They do. Um, and I really hope I'm, I'm really fantasy booking here. 
let's say they win the tag titles at WrestleMania. Let's say they lose the tag titles at SummerSlam. Next year at WrestleMania, we're heading Kevin Owens one versus on Sami Zayn. Yep. Sami Zayn being the baby face that he was in NXT, Kevin Owens being the dastardly hill that he is, and and it was in NXT going one on one WrestleMania. I mean, you 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 can't write it any better than that. Right. I completely agree. So again, for my reaction to this whole thing, TikTok at PBW Podcast. Make sure you follow us on the other social channels at PBW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. SmackDown is tonight. Roman has been announced to appear. Holy cow, I don't know what's going to happen. We are tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday, so tomorrow, two weeks away from the Elimination Chamber. Only two weeks. So we got to get things rolling. Uh, We'll talk about the Chamber matches here in just a few minutes. But the other shoe to drop in this world title picture is the winner of the Men's Royal Rumble. Undeniable becomes undesirable. Sorry, the other way around. Undesirable Undesirable becomes becomes undeniable. And now uncrowned. Yeah. Cody Rhodes enters at number 30, and he wins the Royal Rumble. Man, I... I am just... This was so predictable. Like, we both picked... Cody Rhodes to win the Royal Rumble. Right. We did. From different spots. Yeah. You picked him from one. I picked him. I didn't give him a number. But still, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Still doesn't make it any less exciting. No, no. It's fantastic. I, I, like, part of me when we were watching was like, why is Cody, we know Cody's coming out. Why is he coming in at 30? Right. Like, to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then as I got to think about it more, and as we saw it play out, it was perfectly fine the way they did it. Like, yep. I probably would have booked him to come in at one and run through the rumble. But then again, like Gunther coming in and being one and lasting to the end and looking as dominant as he was. Yep. I'm perfect. Like I would much rather Gunther get that spot and not win than Cody get that spot and win. Right. So I, I think that was great. Honestly, the, like I said, on the, the post show that we did with Tom, the MVP of the rumble was, was Gunther yep. by far. Like, yeah, you can throw Seamus in there. Yeah. You could probably throw Drew in there. But neither one of them lasted as long as he did. Right. And so he automatically comes out feeling massive. I want him to break Honky Tonk Man's record. I think there, I think there's a great chance he might. I really do. I think there's a great chance he might he might break that record. It's ending at WrestleMania. Maybe. Shamo. I I'm which I'm fine with. Like I sure sure if Seamus wins it, let Seamus break Honky Tonk Man's right. record. I'm fine with that too. Um which I'm, it was great because if Cody does win the championship, the first big time heel for him to face, why not have him face Gunther and kind of run with that for a while? It'd be interesting. But yeah, Cody winning the Rumble was predictable. And, you know, you talked about, uh, we had the discussion before the Rumble of do you put Sammy in? Do you not put yeah. Sammy in? Do you risk Cody's pop? Do you risk the fans turning on Cody? I think to your point, now that we think about it and you just, you know, talked about him coming in at 30. Why is he coming in at 30? I think one of the reasons that he didn't come in at one and run the table is, you know, if he comes in at one, people are expecting Sammy at 30 or somebody, or they know Cody's going to win it. Yeah. So you've got the whole rumble for that to build up. You're like, we got to sit through Cody the whole time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it feels like they're shoving him down their throats yeah. to that point. So you save him for the end and you lessen that because yeah, Everybody kind of knew that it was either going to be Cody, Seth, or Sammy. And if Sammy wasn't in it, 
You know, yeah, you get, the heat, you get the heat or the rock. You get the heat on Logan Paul for throwing out Seth. Yeah. And then you get Cody in Which, winning in the end. The more I think about that, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul may not be the feud I want for WrestleMania, but it's going to be fun. Like, it's the match, be great the match. match is going to be amazing to go back and watch that. Um, and it's crazy that I'm about to say this. Logan Paul having the spot of the of the rumble. Oh my gosh. With that double clothesline with Ricochet yep. was ridiculous. Yep. But they did they did that so well. Um, one other thing I'll say about the rumble. I feel really, really bad for Kofi Kingston. Really, really bad. Two years in a row, he's not been able to do it. Um, both times were like this was like a new, event, like innovative spot. I think it was great. It could have worked. It just and he took a nasty fall too. So like, he did. I feel bad for him. Hopefully, hopefully he can get back on track next year. But yeah, it was uh, yeah that was kind of rough. But from rough to surprises, we we kind of figured that Edge was going to come back. Edge made a huge return. The pop was insane. Excuse me. Um, pop was insane. Booker T Whew. is the one, man. We said it. Yeah. It's like Texas native. Yeah. Booker would be great. Apparently, Booker said on his podcast, he got the text while he was on the kickoff show that he was going to be in the match. That's when he found out. How do you have his gear? He brought it because he's a veteran. Always bring your gear. And he brought his gear and they texted him during the kickoff match. Or during the kickoff show, and he went into the rumble. That's great. If that's true, that's great. I, that's I, what he I, said. I love that. I uh, he was the one that we were like, Booker's going to show up. Like Booker has to show yep. up. He has to show up. He was in great shape. He looked. He looked. Yep. Really, really good. Um, didn't move as well as he once did, but sure. nobody does <laughs> when they hit that age. He looks ten times better than I do now. Especially if what what I just said is actually true. Not being able to warm up or anything. Stretch, else. Yeah. none of that. Like he went from the kickoff show, put his suit on, and he came out at twenty one. Yeah. So or put his gear on yeah. from his suit. Yeah. So that that was that was a great little surprise moment. And that, that's what I was about to say is like this rumble could have easily felt like a somewhat of a disappointment. Sure. Because. And I think part of it is because we play it up so big in our heads of like Matt Cardona is going to show up, Nick Aldis is going to show up, right. you said Naito is going to show Naito's up, is gonna show up. <laughs> uh, The Rock may show up, Stone Cold Steve Austin may show up, yep. and like none of those guys showed up. We still got a nice surprise in in Booker T. We got a nice surprise in Edge coming back. Yep. We got the nice shock elimination of Brock Lesnar happening like that so quickly. Um, the shock elimination of Seth Rollins happening at the hands of Logan Paul. The big spot with the Logan big Paul. spot with Logan Paul, and you got Cody winning with Gunther looking like a star. So like it, 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 on paper may not have looked like the best Rumble, and I'm not saying it's the best Rumble of all time, like sure. Michael Cole did, um, <laughs> but it was a really, really, really enjoyable Royal Rumble this year. Here's what shocked me, and we talked about shockers, Booker D, Edge, all that kind of stuff. What shocked me under the radar shock. How quickly Montez Ford got eliminated. I didn't like that. That was the he one was downfall. In there. He wasn't even in there for like three minutes. No, that was the one downfall, I think, to the to the Rumble was how quickly he was in and, and was taken Especially out. because Kofi had his mishap. Yeah. You could have easily let Montez get in there and provide the big athleticism stuff. Yeah. Of course, you knew you were going to have the Logan Paul ricochet spot, but still, look. If you're really pushing Montez, yeah, let him get in there and do something. Yeah, I, that was that was a weird decision for for that to happen. It's really weird. Um, but then like again, like I think the race spot too frustrates me because it's like we have thirty people, and that's I, that's I hate a wasted spot in a rumble. Yeah, and I think the race spot was wasted. A lot um, of people online were complaining because Dolph Ziggler 
missed his first rumble and I think like 13 straight or something stupid like that. I didn't miss him. But what (laughs) the point being that you could have put him in. If you knew Ray was hurt, you could put Dolph in that spot. You could put Dolph in that spot. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it was a weird, and like, I get it. You want to put heat on Dominic, but you got to show us then him beating up Ray backstage. Yeah. We need to see that. Not just Dominic coming out in a mask. Or you could see like, you could see Dominic come out in a mask. Then you cut to backstage where priest is beating up Ray or whatever, you know, you could do something. Um, we didn't get it. I think it was really funny. It's like the, uh, the hardest fight of the night was Dominic trying to rip that mask. He could not get it. So he funny. could not get it to rip. That was hilarious. Speaking of Dominic and the judgment day, let's move to the women's rumble. As I said, in the open first woman to ever enter at number one and run the gauntlet Rhea bloody Ripley, yeah. as she is now dubbing herself. Yeah. You know, we both picked Rhea. We were two for two in Rumble picks, by the way. If you follow our social media at PBW Podcast, we posted that video. Yeah, we said it here on the podcast last week. We're two for two in Rumble picks, but man, when that music hit for one, I we looked at each other like, "What the heck's gonna happen? <laughs> like, is she really gonna run it?" Especially after she ate a spear from from Beth Phoenix, and especially because Gunther entered at number yeah, one and went all the way, went all the way. Like, like there's no way they're gonna do that back to back. They did, and they did it. I, you know. It didn't take, I think her entering at one and winning didn't take anything away from Gunther entering at one and being in the last two. Right. Just like Gunther doing that didn't take anything away from Rhea. Right. Like it it was two different performances. Um, Okay. Let me ask you this. We both picked Rhea. Yep. We both said Rhea was going to have the most eliminations. Yep. Rhea was one elimination away from tying the record. Yeah. She had seven. The record's eight. She had a dominant performance. Did she need to be the first woman to come in at one and win it from there? I think so. You think so? I think it makes it more. I think it makes it. I think it's, I, I like it better than one of the four horsewomen doing it. Okay. I think if anybody else was going to do it, maybe Oscar. I think Becky could have done it. But again, like you don't want to give everything to the four horsewomen. No, you know, you're right. So I think, I think you could do uh, Rhea because I, the thing about Rhea is like, She's already looking like a killer, but if you want to make her even look stronger, <laughs> have her get her a one and run through the competition. It's almost like the Shayna Baszler twenty twenty yeah stuff. Yeah, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so I yeah I, I think it was I think it was smart for them to have her come in and one and and run the whole table and okay. win the thing. Um, I also really like what kind of bugs me, not bugs me, but I just think it's stupid. Is like Liv Morgan has been begging to come out at one <laughs> since since the Rumble was like kind of. Not announced, like, since we started the build to the Rumble, she said she wanted to come out at one and prove and, like, last the whole way or whatever. And uh, she didn't enter at one, but she did enter at two, which is basically, like, entering at one. So I think they could have made her enter one, re-enter two, but I get why they kind of changed that right that spot. But, you know, Rhea looks strong. I think I think this Rumble made Liv Morgan look better mm-hmm. than she had looked in a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, then we got the new version of Oscar that is oh my gosh that got one of the biggest pops of the night that people that was saw. insane that was insane i loved once the new music hit and i saw the new headdress i was like oh we're getting caught here we go here we go here we go and then she took the mask off man it was fantastic yeah. and then what happened on raw with her and the returning, returning carmella. carmella yep um and just like she looks different but she looks even creepier than before. Yes, she does. And it, it's, it's I love it. amazing. I love it. It's so good. Um, she is probably on tap to win the elimination chamber match. 
it would make the most sense yeah. for her to go challenge Bianca. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. Yeah. Um, speaking of challenging the women at WrestleMania, Rhea called her shot at Charlotte. Yeah. For the championship. You're disappointed. Yeah, I am disappointed. This is that Rhea Bianca was right there on the table and we're passing it up. I that's because I think they're gonna run with Bianca for longer. And yeah. you don't want her to beat Rhea. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're gonna have Asuka and, and Rhea be the ones to challenge. Because I don't think I don't think if if Oscar wins, Be- Bianca's not going to beat Oscar. Um, especially with okay. this new character of Oscar, they want to make her look strong. Okay, Triple okay. H is in charge, and we know if you watch NXT while, Tri- while Oscar was there, he loves Oscar. She which, didn't lose. Which spoiler I, I, alert? I completely understand. <laughs> so, like, if you're if you're already on task for that, why not have Oscar go after Charlotte and and reclaim her loss that she had at WrestleMania 34? Yep. And then do a first time ever matchup between two non four horsewomen <laughs> for for a match at WrestleMania between Rhea and Bianca, who two athletic women, two strong women who, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of yep. against each other that could be a lot of fun yep. on, on a big stage like WrestleMania. So I just I think it's a missed opportunity to have Asuka Charlotte once again to make to reclaim Asuka as the killer that she is. And then Bianca and Rhea as a first time ever match, not first time ever, but like a first time matchup for a championship between two young stars. But I will say this about Rhea and Charlotte, and I said it in my prediction, we're reclaiming what we lost in 2020. We are finally going to get to see a really good match between these two roles reversed. Yeah. Um, and then this also gives the opportunity, obviously, for the well, judgment day to go to SmackDown yeah. and further the Ray Dom story. Is is the roles reversed? <laughs> Technically, yes. I think the crowd reaction is gonna be the same, would be the same. People mm. love Rhea and people hate Charlotte. Even as a baby face, th- people th- aren't on board I think, with Charlotte. I think they're they're coming around though, honor. I really think they are. Yeah, but that's when she's going up against someone like Sonya. Well, I when mean, you get obviously, with with, with yeah. Rhea, it's gonna be. I think you're gonna get a different reaction. Obviously, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't think they're fully behind Charlotte. I don't think they're ever gonna fully be behind Charlotte. Right. But Charlotte's never been a 100% babyface in her career, never. So now she is. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of see what happens. I don't know. Um. I also, when we get to Rhea and Charlotte and building this feud, I need to see Ric Flair involved and Rhea to attack Ric Flair. Oh, she needs to hit a riptide on Ric Flair. That would be amazing. Please. All right. And then let him fake a heart attack. (laughs) Surprises. We got quite a few. I still feel like we needed one or two more surprises. Obviously, we got Chelsea Green, which we called. It was fantastic. (laughs) She got eliminated in five seconds. Set a record. Really cool. Yeah. We got Nia Jax at the end. That production guy needs to be fired. I'm sorry. (laughs) How you screw up the surprise 30th entry in the Rumble is beyond me. Could you imagine if that was The Rock? And he hit that music too soon. I know. Like I know, I know it would be uh, that would he'd be fired. But anyway, yeah. Rock's cousin Nia Jax uh, was yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. was the surprise, and it seems like that she might not be back full time. I know she got a shirt on shop. Yeah, she's still booked for some third party stuff. She's still in the alumni section on the website. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> I hope this was like the floating rumor going around late. Friday night into Saturday of like Nia Jax maybe in the Rumble. Yep, and uh, I I get why. Yep, I do too. But I don't want to see her. No, <laughs> like I just 
they don't need her. They don't. I mean, I don't. There's not a benefit to her coming back. It was. It was a cool surprise, though. Mm, Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just. I feel like she rubs people the wrong way. She does. But she's a heel. She's supposed to. But like, there are just certain things that she has done in the past that are just. We we see the tendencies. We know she is. She's a lot like a Braun Strowman type. Yep. Of like, runs her mouth too much, and then (laughs) can't can't cash the check that her mouth writes sometimes. For sure. And so I think that's just, she leaves a bad taste. I don't think she's liked a whole lot <laughs> backstage by by a certain amount of people. Right. So I don't know. I just, it feels like, again, a waste of a rumble spot. I, I can see that. Oh. Especially when you got Tamina already in there too. That's another waste of a rumble spot. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, I mean, nobody mean, ain't nobody meaner than Tamina, as they say. Uh, let's move to one of our favorite matches of the night. Sponsored by I'll do pitch black. Man, uh, I I joke. I don't think it was one of our favorite matches of the night, but no. man, it was something wild. Yeah, I so I didn't know what to initially think about it because one, it was short, very short. Did you have PTSD from WrestleMania 37 in Tampa? It wasn't that bad. Okay. Oh no, no, no. It was not. No, I remember <laughs> I was I was coming to your house to watch it and I was late yes. and I had it on my phone watching it. And as I pulled in, he lost. And I was like, I don't even want to watch the rest of the show. Like, I don't <laughs> even want to go in here because why on why would he lose to Randy Orton here? They've been building this story and it still makes no sense. Um I am fine with Bray Wyatt losing just so everybody's aware, but go yeah. ahead. Killed the fiend. Um he did. But Bray said it. <laughs> but I think with this one the presentation idea was really cool so cool like innovative something we've never seen before the follow through on the on the presentation i don't think they got 100% because it was very hard to see in certain spots sure um i think honestly like after matches over we could have raised the house lights and done what we did mm. um so that we cuz like i couldn't see uncle howdy for a good portion. Right. Obviously he couldn't see where he was jumping because he missed by 10 feet on LA night. Um, and then like, you couldn't even see the firefly characters up in the top very right. well. So like, I think you could have not necessarily like turned the house lights back on, but you could have turned the UV lights off and had like a spotlight or something over there to where we could see what was going on. Yeah. Um, the match itself was fine. Like it's, it's pretty much a standard Bray Wyatt match. Yep. Um, I don't think LA night looks as strong as he once did. I, going into I definitely it. agree with that. Uh, I don't think he's buried by any stretch of the imagination, nope. but I don't think he he looks as strong as he as he did going into it. Um, but I'm still intrigued by Bray Wyatt. Sure, I'm still intrigued by the story that we're telling because, like, is are him and Uncle Hattie friends now? Yep. Are they not friends? What what what's going on with this? Yeah, that's that's my big takeaway is what's next for Bray Wyatt and Uncle Hattie, and obviously what's next for LA Knight. We yep. don't know how's he going to get back on track. I think he would yeah. be. I think he would be. I think he would be a great addition. I know he's on the other brand yeah. uh, to the U.S. title elimination chamber match. I think that would be a nice, nice pick me up for him. Mm-hmm. I know he's on the other brand though, but let him, let him challenge Gunther at chamber for the title. He could do that. IC title. Yeah, I think he could do that. But LA Knight's such a brash character. Anyway, all he's got to do is come out. He's got heat. All he's got to do is call somebody out and. I think he's off the races. Yeah. Like you talked about last week, his mic skills are 
almost second to none to yeah. anybody in the WWE. Yeah. So all as long as he's got that microphone in his hand, he's yeah. gonna turn things back around. He'll be fine. He is. It's ridiculous how charismatic he is. Yeah. On Mike. It's insane. Like it, even when you share the ring with the Undertaker, and you're still as charismatic as you are, even with him there, is is a testament to how good you are on the mic. Yep. I think. The one thing that I'll say about, and again, we don't know what's next for Uncle Howdy. We don't know what's next for Bray. Are they together? Are they separate? Blah, 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 whatever. Um, the one thing that I will say about Bray and this match is, as opposed to the match with Randy Orton, mm -hmm. as opposed to the uh, House of Horrors match, as opposed to the LSL, WrestleMania 33, all that kind of stuff, as some of this stuff may have missed, as far as the presentation goes, mm -hmm. I think they did a great job of their attention to detail yep. and bringing out a lot of things for this match, like the painted up kendo sticks that yep. you could see and the, the confetti thing, whatever the confetti stuff was. Yeah, yeah. I thought the attention to detail was really good in trying to enhance the presentation of this match to mask it for what it was. You know what I mean? And even the, like the body paint Bray had, was that was amazing. insane. That was insane. Like amazing. Well, like you can see, I don't know if you can see it on this screen right here. I apologize right. if you can't, but just like I didn't notice the stuff on his arms yeah. and during the match. Yeah. And when I went back and watched it a second time, that's when I noticed. Did you see it. the side of his head? No. It has in Roman numerals, Roman numerals, it has six on it. Really? So I mean he could be Wyatt teasing six. the Wyatt Six. Yeah. He could be teasing well, we something saw, else. We saw Bray, Uncle Howdy, and four characters up at the top. Yep, yeah, which was uh, Abigail. Uh, Huskus, Ramblin' Rabbit, and the Vulture. Yep, that's right. So maybe that could be, you know, alluding to Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, Eric Rowan. I think Eric Rowan. Uh, Eric Rowan is perfect. And Karen sure. Cross as a rabbit. Yeah, I think Karen. I think you got to put Karen Cross in there because he's sort of. I don't want to say he's floundering, but he is not, he's not as doing hot what we thought as he was. He was going to do. I, I really, th I, <laughs> as stupid as this sounds, I think he needs to shave his head. I think that would help I, him a I, lot. As he came out, I, we went back and watched the Rumble, and as yep. he came out, I was like, man, he looks weird with hair on. Well, I, I, yeah, I was texting with friend of the show Jason Backwoods, and he said, I just don't know what's off about Karen Cross, and his I hair. said, it's his hair. Yeah, as stupid as that sounds. Yeah. That went a long way in his yeah. look. He had that. Sorry <laughs> if this is not PC. He had that serial killer type yeah. look. Yeah. When he was bald. I he has not been the same since Adam Cole physically assaulted him, verbally assaulted him on yes. NXT that one time. He definitely he did. has not been the same since then. Uh we saw Bianca and Alexa. That match was what it was. Alexa is still. Uh, in this Bray Wyatt trance. Yeah. My, don't know what's happening. Katie said it perfect. This match felt like it should have been on Raw. Oh, for sure. And not the Rumble. Yep, for sure. It felt like the match we saw on, at Raw, <laughs> the one we went to, was except better. that one was a little more interesting than this one. For sure. Uh, one other return that we have to talk about is our boy, Mr. Pat McAfee, who apparently this surprise was kept Captain secret Cole from and Corey. everybody. Yeah. Apparently, Pat's plane landed 20 minutes before the show started, and they got in there. That's cool. 20 minutes before. Uh, so he talked about on his show that Kevin Dunn was instrumental in making sure he got there Yeah. because apparently he had plane issues and all this other stuff, but he said Kevin Dunn pulled the strings and Kevin Dunn made it happen. And as I was good at one thing. Exactly. So Pat shows up. 
Pat's a surprise. Pat's on commentary. I need Pat versus Corey at WrestleMania yeah. now. Yeah. Their interaction here, like, I need it. Yeah, it was great. I And, like, I love, if this is true, then, like, Cole's genuine reaction to see him was very, it was amazing. Very touching to see, like, how much, honestly, we said it before, Pat McAfee has revitalized Michael Cole's career. Yep. And in more ways than one. Is he going to be back on SmackDown tonight? We don't know. He did. I mean, he did great with a three-man commentary booth. He and did, like, you could put Wade Barrett and him together, and I think it would be fine. He did as well as expected for being out for as long yeah. as he was and to show up 20 minutes before and, the event started. And he said whatever he wanted to say. Like, he, he brought up the Sheamus and Drew tag team that they're not yes. allowed to say anymore. He brought it up multiple times. He brought up a lot of things that he probably should. Yeah, have. but like we're gonna do fire Pat McAfee. Right. <laughs> but it was so funny because commentary was fantastic in the show. By the way, I had to go back and watch it so that I could listen to commentary. Corey Graves, and I don't know if you heard this or not. Corey Graves in the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, when Chelsea Green got eliminated, I didn't hear what he said. He says, "I can't believe she's gone. I didn't even have a chance to make fun of her husband." Amazing. Did he really? He did. It was amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. It was so good. That so is so fantastic. Good. Literally laughed out loud when I when I went back and watched. And it. I, I will say I will say this about commentary. One thing they did, I mean, they did a really good job the whole night. The thing they did the best was bailing during the final segment. Yep. They knew when to they know they knew when to speak, when not to speak. They didn't. They went all the way until the chair shot. Even after the chair shot, Michael Cole said Sammy made his choice. And then it was just like that was it. silence the rest of the night, um, which we didn't even talk about. We're going back to this because you can't really not talk about it. <clears throat> we didn't even talk about what Roman said to Solo right. when they looked back in the ring. He said, we're at war now. We take no prisoners. Yep. <laughs> like, you're letting Solo go loose. Which Boy, again, he's kill everybody. Which, again, just makes SmackDown that much more interesting tonight. Because, like, who's going to get murdered <laughs> by what, Solo? What's going to happen? Yep. LA Knight could. I could see LA Knight potentially being taken out. I could see Ricochet. I mean, I think that I think there's a good chance they start off the show and just you know tear stuff I apart need, like they have. I need Solo to absolutely wreck Braun Strowman. It'd be fun. Like, not that I'm like anti Braun, which I'm iffy on. Uh, sorry, Levi. Um, but I will say, like, if if you have Solo take someone out like Braun by himself. We already talked about Solo could possibly be on like a Brock Lesnar level. That's a way to do that is by having him take yep. out these big boys by himself. For sure. Um, but that's SmackDown. Let's talk briefly about Raw. You mentioned Carmella return. Rick Boog's return, yeah. which was wild to see him without Shinsuke. Didn't like it. Don't know what that's all about. <laughs> um, but we found out on Raw that the U.S. title is going to get defended at the Elimination Chamber. In the Elimination Chamber, uh, we see who is qualified already. Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed. And Seth freaking Rollins. Two more spots left, which I assume we'll find out next week on Raw. I don't know for probably. sure, but probably. Um, going to be a fun match. Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed in their first elimination chamber. Yeah, I don't know who wins. I think, I don't, I think Theory comes out with a title. See, I know, because I think we're heading to Theory Cena at, at Mania, which doesn't need the U.S. title. But it can be a U.S. Open Challenge, and you don't advertise Cena. That could work. And you bring Cena out. Uh, they yeah, have the match theory work. beats him that could work honestly though like i would not mind if johnny also won this i think johnny oh needs, for sure johnny needs something and i think him winning the u.s title could be that something that that kind of brings him back to i think there's a was. chance it can be johnny and theory in the fi as final two in the match i think your final three would probably be theory johnny and seth 
Yeah. And then Logan Paul gets involved in Costa. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Unless Logan Paul is in this match. That's good. That That's good, too. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That could be interesting. And then too. Seth could get his revenge by eliminating Logan Paul. And then Paul could attack Seth after he gets pinned. Sure. Somebody could pin Seth. And then we're moving on. Right. I do also think Bronson Reed's going to look like a killer in this match. I As think he should. Gonna, I think he's. I need to see a tsunami from the top of the uh, top of the pod. I need to see him like squish Austin Theory through, through the pod. pod. Yeah. Yes, that would be insane. Um, then the other, the women's chamber match coming up at Elimination Chamber is for a chance to face Bianca Belair, as we talked about before. Your initial qualifiers are the yeah. final four, aside aside from Rhea Ripley, right? Which Makes, Makes a lot of sense, yep. as it should be. Two fatal four ways to determine the other contenders in the match. You've got Shotzi, Zelina, Shayna, and Natty on SmackDown tonight. You got Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, Piper Niven, and Carmella on Raw next Monday, which we didn't yep. even talk about Piper Niven coming back yeah, yeah. in the Rumble, which got a weird reaction from the crowd because I don't yep. think they knew how to take it, but yep. is what it is. Yeah. Um. So that's going to fill that out. Winner's going to take on Bianca Belair. I'm pretty sure... I mean, you're probably gonna have Carmella. She just came back. I could see Carmella, especially with what they were teasing with her and Oscar. Carmella probably will end up in this, and I'll probably say Zelina will be the other one because that's they interesting because they want to sell that that uh, Street Fighter oh, right. <laughs> promotion even more. So I could absolutely see that. I well, will you've, say, you've also got four strong bodies already in yeah, here anyway. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Zelina and you Carmella. Need Morgan. I mean, Liv Morgan's already in there, but you need smaller, quicker. Yep athletes to, to combat the big the bigger put, stars which candace can be in there yeah that would be fun yeah i would love to see a candace moonsault from the top of a pod yes. i would love to yes. see her do something crazy absolutely i will say though oscar's the favorite to win don't be shocked if raquel wins though either that'd be an interesting baby face versus raquel baby versus face bianca yep. i think bianca could turn heel i think raquel could turn heel but because I don't I mean, think Oscar's going to be a heel i mean if you listen to the pbwf then you would know that bianca could turn heel and join the hurt business I already know they're listening to us. Pat McAfee versus Corey Graves is happening this coming week on the end of the line. And who's in the corners? Oscar and Carmella. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. I mean, for those of you who haven't checked out the PBWF, please make sure that you do that. Yeah. It's available wherever we you find. We predict everything. Apparently. Exactly. It's available wherever you find your podcast. Um, on Apple, Spotify, Google, all those things. It's our fantasy booking show, so make sure you check that out. Subscribe to that feed. Subscribe right here, wherever you're listening. Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast. Subscribe. Give us a five-star review. We would appreciate it very, very much. We are available wherever you find your podcast and on the Body Sun Dundee YouTube channel. Subscribe to that YouTube channel, please, if you're watching this video, and hit the like button. That really helps the, the show and the channel. We'd appreciate that. Also, make sure you or checking out Sports Wire Radio, your 24-7 one-stop shop for everything sports and wrestling related. Great stuff that they do over there. We mentioned earlier about WrestleBuddy. Please follow them. Uh, our boys, Alex and Tyler and everybody over there do just fantastic work. So just make sure that you're checking those out as well as us. We're not too shabby. No, we're not too bad. We, we do some okay things. <laughs> All right. We have talked WWE a whole lot for the past hour and we talked WWE for a lot this past week. Let's talk some AEW stuff. Um, kicking off AEW this week, John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page. Moxley with the roll up. We got the confrontation. Yeah. Great stuff. These guys, I, I don't think these guys can have a bad match. I, I think it's impossible. 
I want these two to feud forever, <laughs> and I want this feud to it's go a legit, on. It's like, a legit fight forever feud. Like, they don't, they don't put on the same match twice. Nope. They do the same things, obviously. They don't put on the same match twice, and every time it gets better and better. I think we're heading to probably a death match. We have to be. At Revolution. We have to. There's no other way around no, it. You have, you have to blow off this feud by having some type of stipulation on this. And what better than a death match, which both of these guys love. Yeah. And boy, do I love a death match too. And if you want to see what happens, you go back and listen to week uh pay-per-view number two of, of PBWF because this because it happens. absolutely happens. Now, if Mick Foley comes out as a special oh, referee. Man, I'm, li- I'm calling Tony. I'm calling Tony demanding <laughs> my check. Um but oh all jokes like all jokes aside, this match was amazing. Really good. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. John Moxley. Both these guys are two of the best in the world. I think I don't think there's any doubt about that. The two two of the best in the world when it comes to in ring stuff, yep. especially knowing what they do yep. and doing it well. Yep. And they, they have great chemistry together. So absolutely incredible. Like it just you said it. Chemistry is just insane. Yep. This will go down as probably John Moxley's number one rival in his AEW career. Like Kenny Omega is there. Yeah. But I think when it's all said and done, because like you just said, they can fight forever. You can yeah. go back to this anytime you <laughs> yeah. want. It's like I I thought about this like two minutes ago. Yeah. And didn't say it because I hesitated, but now I'm gonna say it. This is like Champa Gargano. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah. go back to it and it always works. Yeah. Or Sean Brett. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> go back to all it. of that stuff. So that's why I say this will be Moxley's greatest AEW rival. Probably. I think. I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think may not be Hangman's, but it'll be. Yeah, Moxley's. I think on it. What's weird is I think for Moxley, it probably goes Hangman one, Kenny two. Yep. For Hangman, I think it goes Kenny one, Hangman two. Yes. Like, I, think, I think they kind of they kind of flip back and forth. Yep, and what's really weird for Kenny is I don't think either one of them are his number one either. Oh no, for sure not. <laughs> so like, there's just. Those three guys, I think I need a triple threat between these three now. Um, but those like this feud, I need to see forever. Kenny and and Paige, I'm pretty sure we're he- like not necessarily heading to, but I think we're heading to some type of confrontation. Yep, we need it from the four of them. Uh, yeah, I I am I am so excited to see what they have to do at Revolution because I think it's going to be absolutely insane. Probably kicks off the show, and we're we're off and running. Please just don't make it an exploding ring match, or if you do. You know, make ring. it explode. <laughs> can't kick off the night that way, though. Yeah, you can, because then you can do like a sting backstage match. That's true. Oh, you Good. fix everything. Good point. That's true. All right. Great stuff from these guys kicking off Dynamite to end Dynamite, though. The thing that we talked about, we talked about last week, right? Yeah. The thing we did not want to happen happened. Yeah. Samoa Joe becomes two belts again. I'm wondering if Joe was hurt. And that's why he dropped it. And that's it. why he dropped it. And now he came. I mean, if you're going to drop it to somebody while you're hurt, why not drop it to Darby? Yep. Um, and I will say the way he won it back, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with it because that that muscle buster on the exposed floor was nasty. Um, I think we kind of said this last week too, though. If Joe's going to win, it's going to be to set up something with Wardlow. And it did. And Wardlow made the return at the end. Probably Revolution would get Wardlow versus Joe for that TNT championship. So okay, let let's let's use your theory. Let's say Joe was hurt. Yeah. Why just keep? Why not just keep the title off television while he recovers? Keep the belt on him 
and you still get this same result. I think partially because MJF is not the typical AEW champion where he defends that title on AEW Live. That's true. Like Moxley defended that title multiple times in a month, and MJF has not defended it yet. Okay. So I think that's part of the reason is like, kind of like the mid-card in WWE, they need to be on TV more because, yes, MJF is on every week, but he's not putting that on the line every week. And I think in AEW, that's like a staple with, with championships I, I and putting on that. the line. So I think that's why you kind of do that with this. Um, plus, you know, why not put it on Joe? <laughs> why not put it back on Joe? And I get that. I just don't want it to seem like Darby is just his transitional champion or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I get that you wanted the big pop in Seattle and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But you could have, you could have built, well, it wouldn't have been in Seattle. So I get that, but yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I, I don't, I I don't think there's any way around me not liking this. Like it's yeah. it's just not gonna change. Yeah, I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna be mad when Joe has a title. Oh, and he's I just got don't think now, he, so I'm not mad about that. I just either, don't but, think he should have lost it to begin with. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that I think that's probably the I think I think if if he was supposed to lose it, then Darby shouldn't have lost it to probably Revolution. Right. Um. Or you could have if he was going to lose it mm-hmm. to Darby, you could have a triple threat match, which you still could right. at Revolution. Joe Wardlow and Darby. Darby, which boy, they would throw Darby around like crazy. Gosh, which is what you want. That's what you want to see. Right. I think you could go. It's because you could have built Darby up as the number one contender, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then just have him get clobbered. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Probably. Um, and you know, like I even going back to the Seattle thing, like if you want to make Joe this even bigger heel, have him beat Darby in his hometown. Right. So I don't, I don't know. It, it was a weird situation, um, but it kind of doesn't matter anymore because Joe's got the title back. So I kind of run in from there, but it was just, it's true. It was yeah, a yeah. very weird situation. Yeah. We're definitely armchair quarterbacking it here. And you know, that's kind of what we, that's why, that's why we have a podcast. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> armchair quarterback, everything. Uh, you mentioned MJF. He doesn't wrestle a lot on television. Certainly doesn't defend the championship on television, but here he is in a championship eliminator match coming up next week against one of the hottest guys in AEW right now, yeah. at least over the last month, Takeshita. Yeah. Takeshita has really come into his own, and, like, the AEW crowd loves him. He has established himself very well. And, like, I think for people who don't watch AEW a lot are like, why do they love this guy? And they go watch one of his matches, like, oh, that's why they love this guy is because he puts on he put on a banger this week with Brian Cage. Yep. Last week he had a, a match. No, he didn't have a match last week. Last week he cut a promo on on MJF that was hilarious. Yes. And then the week before that, you know, had a match with one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Brian Danielson, and the match was absolutely amazing. So this, I think, is going to be very interesting. Um, I think there's going to be a very, very, very close near fall in this. I don't think this thing will have a clean finish. No, you're right. Because I think you want to keep. Obviously, you don't want MJF to lose. Right. Why champion? But you also want to keep Takeshita strong. Sure. And I think that's probably, or MJF gets himself DQ'd, hits him with the ring or whatever. Danielson comes out and we, we go from there. Because I don't think they announced a Danielson match for next week. Um, I don't remember. I think maybe that, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe I'll Google it real fast. Speaking of Danielson, Timothy Thatcher Ooh. match just. What we thought it was going to be and more. Stiff. It was stiff. Timothy, Timothy Thatcher is one of those guys that it's kind of a shock that WWE let him go. But, and I don't think AEW is the home for him. But to come in and do these one-offs like this, I think was really, really smart. 
Um, and I think it's very interesting that they had this. It was a lot of fun. It was a great match between both guys. Uh, I love that we get to see Brian Danielson wrestle like every week and put on these amazing Speaking matches. Of next week, he is. I just googled it. He is wrestling Roosh next week. Oh gosh! So the fun train just keeps on rolling because that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I love that we are getting this version of Brian Danielson and getting these matches that he wanted to get. Part of the reason why he left WWE is to get these type of matches. Yep. And so now that we're getting it, I think it's I think it's fantastic. As I'm reading this article from Pro Wrestling Torch, so that's most likely correct, Mr. Wade Keller. Um, the stipulation is Brian's got to win. I know he had to win every match, but if he wins this week against Roosh, the match against MJF is official. So this is the last one. Yeah. So he's got to. Which beat, makes sense. Yep, he's got to beat Roosh. Also next week on Dynamite, tag titles on the line, the guns going after the acclaimed very interesting billy stuff. turn i think you need a billy turn but is it time to take the titles off the acclaimed because i think you only get it i think you only get a turn when they lose the belts maybe yeah i don't think it's not i don't think they lose the titles either on tv on a random tv i think you could have a situation where billy doesn't turn but billy walks out on them Probably because of whatever happens, yeah. Billy could get frustrated. Whatever, I don't know. It's just it's amazing that the acclaimed act is still as over as it is, right? And there's a lot of fun every single week when we talk, especially with Billy, right? Yeah, it's very interesting that they're as over as they are. All right, man, that basically covers all the stuff. Let's run through real quick as we put a bow on this episode. Our pro wrestling scorecards. We said we we're going to run through it. We we alluded to it throughout the Royal Rumble, but let's run through it real quick. Um, I know I calculated mine. You can probably calculate yours pretty quickly as, as we move forward here. Um, I only got six points for the pitch black match. I had picked LA Knight to win and that did not happen. The match did not go over 10 minutes and the winner did not drink Mountain Dew, which you and I both <laughs> got both correct, correct. Uh, as you're looking yours up there. I'm so see, yeah, I'm, I don't remember how many, uh, weapons were used. So total on the scorecard was 176. I did yeah. look that up. Uh, potential score for the pitch black match. You get a total of 19. I only got six. For those of you keeping track so, at home, that is not good. <laughs> Just so, so you're aware. I got Bray, which is five. Right? Yep. And then Pinball, which is three. three. Then I get that one. Weapons used was two. And so you I get, said one. I said one. You get so you get, get three more. Three more. And you get three more for Mountain Dew. Yep. So that's three, six, nine, fourteen for you. Yeah. Fourteen out of nineteen. Pretty so good. you're clobbering me already. Um, <laughs> Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns wins. Yeah, I had KO by DQ. So, so you missed both of those. I got Roman winning, but I said by submission. Near falls. You got the results there. What you got? Near falls. How many were there? Uh, Golly, ten. Ten near falls. I said six. So I, I had was, seven. I was way up. We were both way off. Yep. Match time. I did not get right. What's the total match time? Nineteen. There? Nineteen. I, I had thirty-six. I had twenty-eight. So we both missed there. Yep. Finishers. Uh, I said over two and a half, yep, which it was. Okay, so there's three points for me there. Interference. We both said yes, and it was no. So crazy. Out of a potential twenty-four points in the Universal Championship match, I got eight. I got three. <laughs> you got three. Okay, so. That was a rough one for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a little rough. So, but you're still ahead here yeah. by my count. Raw Women's Championship, Bianca by Penn. Both of those are correct. Yeah. 
Uh, match time in minutes. I said 17, and I missed that one big time. I said 25. So Good I, grief. I, I didn't we didn't, it didn't even get 10, did it? It went eight. Went eight. Okay, there we go. So we both missed there. Most near falls, I said Alexa. That was correct. Yeah, I said Alexa, too. So that's three. And Uncle Howdy appears. We both said yes, and it was a happen. no because it was after the match, so it does not count. Yeah. So I got 11 in that one. You got 11 in that one, too, so you're still winning. Women's Rumble match. This is where it gets uh, a little rough for both of us. Um, potential score of 42. We both picked Rhea Ripley as the winner, so that's 10 points. The only other categories that I got correct was Rhea getting the most eliminations. That's what I got, which is what, three? Three points, and then only one wrestler in the match at any point. I said no. I said no. And that is also three points, so that is 16 um, for me, make sure I didn't. let's run through yours. Uh, you had the longest match time. Liv Morgan, incorrect. Yeah. Last eliminated Chelsea Green. That was obviously not correct. Nope. Did not enter at 16. The elimination chamber was not broken. The elimination record was not broken. No current. Outside of talent. Outside talent. Longest time record. You said no as well. I said no as well. Uh, entrant one or two in the final four. I said no. And then we both missed that. So we both got 16 there. Yep. All right. Riveting I, audio and video. If y'all. I just maintain. <laughs> if you maintain, you're going to win. Here we go. Men's Rumble match. We both picked Cody Rhodes as the winner. That's 10 points each. Um, I missed shortest match time in there. I did too. Corbin was shortest match time. Yeah. Uh, longest match time. I missed. I said Rollins. You said Cody. Incorrect. Gunther. Most eliminations. I said Shamo, which had, is incorrect. Had you had it right. So there's three points for you. Last eliminated. I did not get I that one either. right. Uh entrant one or two in the final four. Got that one. And so that's three. Entry number. No, we missed entry number. Only one wrestler in the match at any point. I said no. I said no. Okay, so that's three points there. Elimination record broken. I said no. I said no. And so that's three more points. Uh, longest time record broken, which pro wrestling scorecards is counting the Daniel Bryan Greatest yeah. Royal Rumble as the longest one. I know on the broadcast they said that Gunther broke the traditional one. That's not what's on the scorecard. Yeah. I said no on that. I said no on that. You said no on that, so that's three more points. Uh, current outside talent entrant. We, I said yes and missed it. I said yes and missed it. Okay, so that adds up for 22 for me. 22 for me. 22 for you. Again, maintain. Here we go. Unscheduled appearances. There is one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're 25. 25. Yep. Unscheduled appearances. There's one on here that I did not change uh, because he was announced right before the show. I uh, picked Dominic. Obviously, he was there, but he was announced right before the show, so we'll just toss that one out. Yeah. Um, the unscheduled appearances that I hit correctly were Sami Zayn. Oh, Nikki for me, too. Yeah, you changed Nikki. I don't know who you said. I think I said... Uh, I know I had Dana Brooke, and I changed mine to Ronda, and she didn't appear. I don't know. I'll just throw it out. Okay, throw it out. Sami Zayn, Shotzi, Becky Lynch, Asuka... Chelsea Green and Logan Paul. Those are mine for 15 points. So it's three points each. And I said Jay. Yep. Solo. Yep. 
So three points each. That would be three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one. 21 there you go so you had me by six in that category three in another category and three somewhere else so andy takes the victory here on the royal rumble pro wrestling scorecards i had 78 if you want to total yours up real quick um but that's a lot of fun i hope you guys are digging that uh follow along with them at pbw scorecards for all the pay-per-views it's not just WWE. they do it for AEW. they do it for impact they do it for ring of honor they do it for New Japan, all those things. So make sure you give them a follow, check them out. I got a 90. 90. So you didn't beat me as bad as I thought you beat me, but you still beat me. All right, man. Uh, let's wrap it up. Make sure, again, as we alluded to earlier, season one finale of the PBWF drops this Tuesday on the PBWF feed. Yep. Make sure you subscribe. We just recorded it. And it's amazing. Woo! <laughs> Get ready. For those of you who have been listening from the beginning or for any length amount of time, you're rewarded for listening. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Very good show. Yeah. If I do say so myself. <laughs> We're uh, all biased. Subscribe to that feed. Subscribe to this feed if you haven't already. Um, like the video on Body Slam.net's YouTube channel. Subscribe to that channel as well. Follow us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Buy a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash PBW Podcast. What a show this week. We went a little bit longer than normal, but appreciate you guys being tuned in. Anything else to add? Uh, the Rumble was a lot better this year than last year. And uh, man, opposite I'm just, ends of the spectrum. I'm just, I'm, I am so excited to see where this Bloodline story goes. I have, we had one person in my house that came to watch with us who is not a regular watcher of the show yep. that I work with. Again, I will not mention his name. Yeah. But throughout the week this week, guess what he's been talking about? How good the Royal Rumble was. Yeah. So guess what? There would be hit a home run. Whether you people like the booking or not, the casual fan was brought in and it was good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Make sure you follow us. Our social media handles are at the bottom of the screen there. Make sure you follow us, subscribe wherever you find your podcast. And we will see you next week for another edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Catch you guys down the road. Yeah, seriously, Josh has talked about the Royal Rumble all week. <laughs> like, I'll round a corner, and he'll be talking to people, and he'll be talking about the chair shot. He'll be talking about the steps. He'll be talking about just... The steps one got him good. Like, he... The steps got...